My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Storylines Live, the podcast where we explore the meaning and power of the most important story in business. The one that answers why someone should buy from you, work for you, invest in you, or partner with you. This is the story that defines the very character and nature of an organization. At WordWrite, we call it your capital S story. In each episode, we feature guests who have great insights on business storytelling, who can share their experiences and key learnings to help you and your business do a better job of sharing your capitalist story to deliver remarkable business results. Today, we're honored to have Connie Whitman of Changing the Sales Game as our guest. Changing the Sales Game solves a problem that most salespeople don't know they have, which is that most sales processes don't work because they teach transactional, money-driven solutions instead of deep relationship-based mutually profitable connections. At Changing the Sales Game, Connie and her team believe in a community and a win-win philosophy. Both the prospect and the client in the sales engagement need to win, or the sale probably should not have taken place in the first place. All sales efforts should come from a place of love, care, and respect. No sleazy sales approaches here. Now, Connie got her career and started at uh, Chrysler Credit and found out by accident, which we'll talk about, I guess, um, <laughs> that she was great at sales. And that's led to her career and her leadership today at changing the sales game. Connie, welcome to Storylines Live. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here and um, like hanging out with you guys. <laughs> oh, thanks. I tried to hit the highlights there. Anything that I missed in my introduction of you? 
it was really cute. The win-win. I actually, I call it because my, you know, my kids played hockey. And so, um, you know, through collegiate level. And so they, the win-win-win is the hat trick in, in hockey, right? The three goals. But it's yes. a win for the individual salesperson. It's a win for the client, for sure, the potential client. Mm. And it's, it's got to be a win for the organization um, as well. So for me, it's actually that, that container of three wins. Then everybody walks away super happy. That relationship can build and become really dynamic and fluid. I love that. That's excellent. Love hockey too. We have a few hockey people on our team <laughs> at work, right? So that's good, good stuff. Now, one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on, Connie, is because you're not only an expert in the topic we're discussing today, but you're also a podcaster. Correct. So tell our audience a little bit about your podcasts. So I actually have two, Paul. So 11 years ago, it's interesting. So, so, how people perceive you is fascinating mm. when you're on the receiving end, right? So I get this email from the owner of, at the time it was Web Talk Radio, and he has since passed, but he sent me an email saying, I think you have a really cool digital presence. I'd like to have a conversation with you. I call my husband. I think I'm getting punked. What digital presence? I don't even know what that means, right? So net net, I pursued this conversation with this gentleman and I bit the bullet 11 years ago and started podcasting. I love podcasting because it's intimate with the listeners and mm. I don't mean intimate in a weird way. Right. But it, there's this intimacy that yes. people are hearing you through their ear. And if, if your message and your vibe and right, your energy resonates, they're going to continue to listen. And then we can together, right. You and I, um, you've been on my show, I'm being on your show. So together we can really create some good content that help people change whatever it is that they're going through. And then three years ago with COVID, I rebranded. And I, of course, I hired a coach like many. Um, I had many blind spots. And he said to me, you need to do, you rebrand, you need to do another show called Changing the Sales Game and really dig in about sales and leadership and coaching and all of those things. So I actually have two now, two podcasts. So Connie, we're going to share with the audience in our show notes, links to both of those podcasts. One of them is called Changing the Sales Game, and your original podcast is called Enlightenment of Change. So I'll quickly tell you the difference. Changing yes, the please. Sales Game, they're both business. Changing the Sales Game, business. It's hardcore. We get in, we talk about how to make money, infrastructures, all of that. Enlightenment of Change is business. Only professionals listen to it, but it's got a little bit of that essence of woo, right? The universe and how the universe mm -hmm. delivers for us, what we put out, we get back, all those kinds of things as well. So it's a little more woo, um, more feel feel good than business but they're both very business related well we like woo i like woo too life without woo would be very boring wouldn't it It would it would <laughs> <laughs> well Connie, every guest who joins us on storylines live we ask them to pick which of the four fundamental questions that the capitalist story answers to to discuss those are why would somebody buy from you, work for you, invest in you, or partner with you? Selected partner with you. Tell us about that. And isn't that interesting, Paul? You and I, we worked on a project together, right? Our book, Ready Connect Grow, yes. published in February of this year. We had international bestseller. And I really handpicked the authors to work together because I believe in partnership. I believe in collaboration. I don't think we can do it alone. And I think it's dangerous if we think we can do it alone. There's just too many moving parts out there and you have blind spots. We need people in our orbit 
whatever project you're working on or whatever your business is, you need people in your orbit that have a different perspective. So we shine light on those blind spots. So we save time and money as we move forward. So I think partnership for me is just really resonated. That last question just really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as at our firm, as, as we define the concept of partnering, you know, in businesses, it's, it's very hard to think of any endeavor in business where you don't need the help of somebody else to get it done, right? And frequently, that's an external organization. And they need to know your story because they're in relationship with you. It's a matter of trust, right? And and nothing explains why they should trust you better than the reason why you do what you do on a daily basis, right? That's exactly so, right. I How does your own story, Connie, power what you do with changing the sales game. Tell us a little bit about your story. Well, it goes back to when I started at Chrysler Credit, you know, out of college and these uh, back then, right, you know the story, but it's worth repeating. Back then, leasing wasn't a thing. Everybody bought their cars. But leasing back then had real power for business owners because they can write off the entire car payment, not just the mileage, et cetera. So it was very, very, it was a very good write off. Mm -hmm. So I kept getting these deals in, you know, as the newbie running the lease department, I was educated in that realm and I was getting deals in and reviewing and thinking, these are lease deals. Why are they putting them in a retail? It's a business owner, et cetera. So I would just pick up the phone, call the salesman and say, you know, and I would go through and they, and I, we don't know how to do the calculation. We had calculators back then. There were no computers. I'm dating myself, Paul. So we, they had cal- yeah, I know. Right. So we pull out your calculator and we'll like taught them how to do the calculation. And then they said, Oh, now we got to call the, the, the business owner back. And I said, well, say this. And like, again, very heart centered. That's kind of, been, that's my vibe. And I'm like, say this, say this, say this. Well, what ended up happening was kind of remarkable. They ended up making a ton of money. The business owners started referring their friends because now they can have this write-off, right? So let's share the news. And the dealerships themselves started making money. So a sales position came open at Chrysler Credit. They all call me. Well, they were all men. You're going to apply. You're going to apply. This was my response. Why would I apply? I don't know anything about sales. And they said, what do you think you've been doing? You've been teaching us. I go, but I've been educating you. We're making money. You're good at sales. And then I didn't get the job because I was a girl. That's another whole story for another day. And I left the company and I went and got my investment licenses, Series 7. And that was my new trajectory. But that instance where someone saw something in me, Paul, I didn't even know. But here's the thing. Fast forward 40 years, four decades doing sales and now 20 years in business. It really is about love, care and respect. And what I did for those dealers, it was love, care, and respect. And then when I did it as a financial advisor with my clients, it was love, care, and respect. And I know people hear the, the word love with sales and they mm-hmm. think she's a kook. I'm not a kook. I'm telling you 40 years, I am successful because of love, care, and respect for every person that's in front of me. Let's dig into that just a little bit, because you know when I read your introduction, which came from your website, uh, Uh, You and I are on the same page here. A lot of what's taught in traditional sales training, you know, the always be closing, uh, you know, knuckles first sort of uh, approach to forcing people to buy things they don't want or need is not the way that works. And you're describing it as love, care and and respect. What's at the heart of that? What What are we trying to do in order to have success? 
It's all about the relationship. And here's the funny thing, Paul, and I, I don't know if you're seeing this. Everybody's like, Scott, it can't be transactional anymore. It's yes. got to be about the relationship. Then when you start peeling back what they're saying, it's rhetoric. It's they don't believe they're talking the talk. Yeah. They're saying the right stuff, the right words, but they're not living and breathing it. And for me, it has always been about the relationship. And sometimes that meant, you know, I followed up with clients for five years that turned into multi-million dollar contracts over a 15 year, 20 year period that I've been working with them. It's about the relationship. It's personal. Now, somebody doesn't want to work with me. That's not personal. I'm not a good fit for them. But if I'm the right fit and I come in and I customize, that's the other piece of the puzzle mm -hmm. too, Paul. I customize my solution for who's in front of me. I don't take, well, this is my program and this is how you have to do it. That's ridiculous. Everybody right. has their own secret sauce. But what, my way of doing it, I have a structure, but you yeah. have to insert your secret sauce, your vibe, your level of love, care, and respect and how you can communicate that but it's all about the relationship mm -hmm. that is that is so wise and i think one of the reasons why you and i connected early on and found that we we had so much in common you know from our perspective the reason we focus on the story and the capital s story is in terms of building a relationship the story of who you are and why you do what you do is essential to building that kind of a relationship right because so frequently in business it's an expectation that there's not going to be honesty and that there's not going to be transparency that's right people expect folks who are selling to them to lie to them and as a sales expert you know that a lot of folks who are in sales expect the prospect to lie to them so how do we break that down and create that relationship by explaining by educating by creating that relationship right and for us, that is where the capital S story comes in. You know, we take a lot of our thinking from the work of Simon Sinek uh, and his books start with why. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Because it's as I'm sure you see with your clients every day, people have choices. They don't have usually only one choice That's of true. a solution or a product. There's competition. So why you? Why would somebody buy from you versus somebody else, right? Or sometimes the competition is to do nothing. Why should I work with you versus do nothing, right? And to me, that's a big part of where the story comes in. Absolutely. So before we take a break, what's your what's your take on storytelling in general? Obviously, we're right. We have our take. We're talking about the capitalist story, but the idea of storytelling it made a connection with you, and that's how we got. Uh, together and started doing things. What's your take on storytelling in business? You know, I think storytelling is important, not only for people to understand who we are and why we do what we do, right? That's part of the story. Mm -hmm. The other piece, when you share a story with someone and you're trying to teach them, right? In my case, I try to teach sales. If I could share a story that they already understand, I can fast forward that education. So people aren't going to remember, I need to ask open-ended questions. What does that mean? When you start sharing stories about what that open-ended question can do, now people come and say, I've been using your open-ended question. They're not mine, they're theirs, right? But I've yeah. been using the open-ended question. And you're right, I'm having these great conversations mm -hmm. with clients because I shared a story about what that open-ended question looked like from me using open-ended questions with a client. That's just one example. But when you, when you share a story, 
it catapults the learning, it fast forwards everything because you just bring that person to the same page as you really, really quickly. Yeah, you know, this is just such a, a fascinating insight from you. Um, it, I, I am just a total story geek and this is not a new study, but I have to share this with you before we take a quick break. 1969, university research, teaching children how to perform a task like tying their shoe. It was a little bit more complicated than that, but not much more complicated. A double blind study. So there's two groups, a control group and uh, a, a group that's being experimented on, if you will. So that group of children is told a story. This is how you do this. We're going to use this story and explain to you how to do it. The other group of kids gets one, two, three. This is how you do it, things. 30 minutes later, two hours later, two days later, what do you think happened? The kids who got the story were much better able to repeat this task they were taught. It's the same in sales, right? Absolutely. And real quick, before we go to break, when I do a workshop, I talk about the three little pigs in sales and everybody laughs. It's fun. It's funny. Yeah. The, everybody knows the three little pigs. When I get to the, in five minutes, I get to the end and people are like, oh, that makes so much sense because they all understand the three little pigs. Well, when we come back, you're going to tell that story, please. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Folks, we'll be right back after this message. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, folks, thanks again for being with us here for Storylines Live. We're back with Connie Whitman from Changing the Sales Game. Connie, please share with us this three little pig story that you teased us with before we, the break. I love it. That's so, it was a good way to end at the break, Paul, right? Wait, I, I did, yes. We didn't plan this. We did not plan this. No, that we did was not. really, really organic. So here's the thing, the three little pigs, everybody knows the story. So the wolf in the story are the icky salespeople, always be closing, never take no for an answer. And they huff and puff and, uh, puff and they blow the, the houses down. But there's two little pigs that we are not aware of. One is the first cousin's uh, once removed, <laughs> making this up. And that cousin had a railroad. He was watching what the wolf was doing to our three little pigs as they ran for their lives. And they went to the cousin and lived in a, who lived in a railroad car and thought they can't bust into this. Well, of course, then the, the um, wolf gets a um, the cannonball, what do you call it? The ball on the string right. catapult. Yeah. Yeah. And breaks in and they now the four little pigs go running. And the one pig who was a cousin, again, a distant cousin, was an architect. 
And what he did is he he built a pig sanctuary, a little a little uh, castle with a moat around. And when you do sales correctly, the drawbridge comes down. The people inside, in this case, are three little or four or five little pigs. Open the door, welcome you in to have a conversation. While the wolf is still on the other side of the moat not able to get in but see that that story of the three little pigs you picture them running and now yeah. you're picturing this pig sanctuary where the where the wolf can't get in but the people like us who are truly authentic and real love care and respect were welcome in not only into their their castle but also to stay for dinner and build those relationships it's an opportunity and the little pigs allow us to do that i i love that picture connie because Baked into the story, what you're saying is that if you do sales the right way, your competitors who are selling the wrong way are going to be on the wrong side of the moat. They're not going to get in. And as you mentioned earlier, this is what people want. They want long-term relationships, that win-win-win that you talked about. What a great picture. I love that. that that's, that's awesome. So how do you best help the people and businesses you serve? You know, and I think it's the customization piece that differentiates mm -hmm. me. And I'll give you an example. I have a client and we're doing hybrid. I did some live and then to keep costs down, right? And, and less wear and tear on me physically, because it was quite a distance for travel. We did a hybrid. And when I start doing my signature class with them, my seven week program, and we start you know, they had to come up with their real questions and then I edit them. So it's still their voice. It can't be my voice because you can't sell like me. I can't sell like you, yes. but they can, I can help them structure it. So the flow is better. Mm -hmm. I can structure it. So the questions are better and more open-ended that they're going to get a lot more conversation, et cetera, et cetera. Their value statement. I would edit their value statement, get it down to 17 words. So if we're, we have a zoom networking event, mm -hmm. In the chat, I could put my 17 words that inspire people to want to connect with me versus, and you've been, you've been on these networking yes. where the chat, they, they go, oh, put your information in the chat and people vomit information. They, they no one's reading it. No one, no one yep. is reading it. So why are you doing it? It's crazy. Have a 17 word one and with your link tree link. So they know how to find you and additional information. Now you're talking and people want to work with you because you're organized, you're clear. Clarity creates movement, which creates decisions. So we need clarity in these conversations. Wow. What you just said, priceless. Clarity creates uh, movement. Clarity creates decision -making. Movement and movement creates decisions. decisions. That's great. So your, your core program is a seven-week program, typically? Is that um, right? Depending if if the company like this organization, mm -hmm. they, they use predictive index. So I yes. talk from predictive index. If people don't have anything, I have my own communication style assessment that I work from. So that becomes um, an extra week. And then sometimes people want to do some presentation at the end. Mm -hmm. So anywhere from seven to nine weeks, Depend again, it depends on the client and what their needs sure. are. I don't go, oh, no, you got to get all nine weeks. That's not necessary. If they're paying for other resources, let's leverage that. I, I hate mm -hmm. throwing money away. Time and money are such a, a, a an important commodity for us, you know, small business owners, but for big organizations as well. Their budgets are real. So let's save time. Let's save money wherever we can. Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, what in your role today gives you the most satisfaction? Mm. 
I love working with the employees and just seeing the light bulbs go off and them coming to me saying, I don't think I could do this. You know, I don't get the, I don't have the best luck. I get tongue tied. I do a lot of hamada hamada, you know, I have tick words, whatever it is that they're all uh, consumed with. And then after the seven weeks, they're like, wait a minute, it's this easy. And I say, it's this easy. And they go, oh, and you know why, Paul, I help them find their voice, their vibe, their level of love, care and respect, what that means, what mm -hmm. direction they come from. It has the solution has to be customized for the client, but it also right. has to be customized for the salesperson. I can't talk like you. You can't talk like me. I don't want to talk like you. You shouldn't want to talk like me. I can build the infrastructure for you, but now it has to be the essence of you that comes through. And when people see that, they go, no way. No one has ever taught me this. <laughs> so really, it's a matter of giving people the tools to unlock their own way of, of selling, if you will. Yeah. Not their own way necessarily, but their own unique value yeah. in the process that you're training them on. Yeah. Everybody has a superpower. I just help them identify it and then amplify it. So that our audience can get a sense of what your work looks like. Can you share a client success story? And certainly if you can't use names, that's fine. But just to give people an idea of what it looks like. It's interesting. Um, one of my my banks, I deal mostly with banks and credit unions just because of mm -hmm. my financial background. And one bank, I followed up with them. And this is important too. hear this. Follow up is very important. Yes. I followed up with them for five years. I was too small. Whatever the reasons were, they didn't hire me. And then finally, they realized I was the right vendor for them. And that was the one I alluded to before. Mm -hmm. I worked with them for 15 years, Paul. And we wow. took them from having zero culture. And when I say culture, it's it's a sales culture. For me, it's really the client journey culture yes. that I help them build because we have to get the back office, the front office. Everybody has to be working in sync to truly impact that client journey, right? It's always about the client. So fast forward after 15 years in 2018, they were ranked the number one bank in New Jersey by Forbes magazine. And wow. they, were, they were ranked top 50 banks across the country. And there's about 8,000 banks, you know, community banks, big banks. Sure. Uh, across the US and they were racked top 50 for three years in a row uh, by Money Magazine. So this now I, I, I'm i not a jerk where I think I have this big ego that it was all about me that they achieved that. But every recommendation, the other vendors they brought in, they always brought me back in. I was the consultant as well as the person who trains and helped build that culture. So it was my voice. I was the only one who did any of the training and it made an impact. And we were able to move that needle. It was a pretty big organization. We wow. moved that needle. They were number one bank in New Jersey. It's pretty big. That's pretty impressive. And again, not only my efforts, but they heeded my advice. They heeded my recommendations. Mm -hmm. They put the CRM systems. They put the infrastructure in place behind the scenes and magic starts happening that is really amazing that's that's a great story you know we can't do this episode without taking a few minutes to talk about ready connect grow which is yes. the book that you and i were both part of now i was a part of it and it was a bestseller on amazon as you mentioned but you made that thing happen Thank you me. pulled together the team so give our audience a sense of what the book is about so Ready Connect grows just like it says. I have lived my entire career, again, the four decades. It's, it's about the people we know and trust 
that can help elevate. And the pre the premise of the book was Roosevelt's quote that the the tide uh, the ships rise with the tide. And mm -hmm. I believe that in my heart. That it goes back to what we said at the onset of the show. We can't do it alone, but mm -hmm. together we could create magic. And the other thing, you know, uh, Paul, you've been on my podcast. I try to promote anyone I can that I think has value. I vet people out. Mm -hmm. So because I'm a Jersey girl, I say to people when they whenever my clients, I say before you hire someone, please check with me. I have a robust international network now because of COVID and Zoom and everything. Yes. But I vet people out. I've used them. I know that their price point is fair and they'll deliver on the back end. So if you need, I got a guy. See, that's the, the jersey in me. I got a guy. But it's really <laughs> true because together we really can create magic. And if here's the thing, Paul, if I refer you or you refer me, there's yeah. an element of trust walking Absolutely. in before you open your mouth or I open my mouth because yes. you vetted me out. I vetted you out. So we have to leverage our network together. Mm -hmm. And that's what the book's about. Ready, connect, and then grow. Available on Amazon. Available on Amazon. <laughs> and in pretty much all formats. So is there an audiobook yeah. format? We didn't do the audio book. Not it's yet, uh, down the road. I probably will. But right now it's the Kindle Would you, on your iPad. Like I have yes. it on my iPad. Yes. And then of course the hard copy as well. Yes, absolutely. That's a great way uh, to, to consume it. Uh, I love the book, not just my chapter, of course, but everything that's in there. It's really great. Connie, before I let you go, is there anything that you wanted to talk about today that we haven't touched on yet? The only other thing I would add, Paul, is at the core, I think, of business. And when I say that you could have you could work for a corporation, you could have your own business, doesn't matter. In the business world, at the core, we have to learn to communicate more effectively. Humans yes. have a six second attention span, which is horrendous. Yes. So here's my last tip. When you're in a potential client or with a client, I want you to start paying attention to whose voice you hear. There's a 70-30 rule for me. You should be listening. You, the salesperson, right? Or yes. the business owner, when you're interviewing or speaking with a potential client or a client, you should be listening 70% of the time. Because if you're doing all the talking, you're not understanding right here, right now, what they really need from you. And you're not going to make the sale or you'll make a partial sale where you could probably have made a bigger sale again. And when I say that you win, but the client has to win. So um, yeah, communication at the core, I think we have to get better as humans. We're really, really getting worse with all the social media noise out there. It's dangerous. Yeah, it really is. That is great wisdom, Connie. That is a key takeaway for me, as is your point that clarity uh, creates movement and yeah. movement creates decisions. And yeah. I am not going to forget the five little pigs inside the castle and moat and that big bad wolf stuck on the wrong side of the moat, unable to get inside that relationship that they built because they focused on the right things and developing their, their sales game. Connie, how can uh, members of our audience reach you? What's the if best you, one? Yeah, the, changingthesalesgame.com. Everything's there. My free communication style assessment. If they want to contact me, there's a contact form there. Um, or they can email me at Connie at changingthesalesgame.com. Again, I answer my emails personally. I do not hire people to do that. It's personal. But business is personal yeah, for me, Paul. Sure yeah. is. Yeah. Absolutely is. Folks, we'll also have that in the show notes. So you can look for all that contact information there. Once again, Connie, I want to thank you so much for returning the favor and being on Storylines Live. It's been thank great you. to have you today. And 
I uh, hope we can have you on again in the future. All right. Thanks, Paul. I love you so much. And I love what you're doing. And, you know, it's important. We, we have to we have to approach things from love, care and respect. So thanks for having me on. Truly appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.